0: Welcome to the World Beyond the tale, the Page today American Gods podcast. I'm your host James, and today we're reading page 52. I got hijacked by a fat kid in a limo, said Shadow. He says to tell you that you've been consigned to the dung heap of history while people like him ride their limos down the superhighways of life. Something like that. Little snot, said Wednesday. You know him? Wednesday shrugged. I know who he is. He sat down heavily on the room's only chair. They don't have a clue, he said. They don't have a fucking clue. How much longer do you need to stay in town? I don't know, maybe another week. I guess I need to wrap up Laura's affairs, take care of the apartment, get rid of her clothes, all that. It'll drive her mother nuts, but the woman deserves it. Wednesday nodded his huge head. Well, the sooner you're done, the sooner we can move out of Eagle Point. Good night. Shadow walked across the hall. His room was a duplicate of Wednesday's room, down to the print of a bloody sunset on the wall above the bed. He ordered a cheese and meatball pizza, then ran a bath, pouring all the hotel's little plastic bottles of shampoo into the water, making it foam. He was too big to lie down in the bathtub, but he sat in it and luxuriated as best he could. Shadow had promised himself a bath when he got out of prison, and Shadow kept his promises. The pizza arrived shortly after he got out of the bath, and Shadow ate it, washing it down with a can of root beer. He turned on the television and watched an episode of Jerry Springer he remembered from before he went to prison. The theme of the show was, I want to be a prostitute, and several would-be whores, most of them female, were brought out, shouted at, and hectored by the audience. Then a gold-draped pimp came out and offered them employment in his stable, and an ex-hooker ran out and pleaded with them, all to get real jobs. Shadow turned it off before Jerry got to his thought for the day. Shadow lay in bed, thinking, this is my first bed as a free man and the thought gave him less pleasure than he had imagined it would. He left the drapes open, watched the lights of the cars and of the fast food joints through the window glass, comforted to know there was another world out there, one he could walk to any time he wanted. And that's our page. So one thing I've noticed as I've been doing this really close reread is that there's not a lot of lengthy descriptions of smaller moments of action shadow is talking to wednesday and then he's crossing the hall back to his room there's not a moment of you know he crossed the room to open the door to go out to the hallway to go to his room anything like that and there isn't a whole lot of there aren't a lot of descriptive terms attached to wednesday's dialogue so a lot of times we're often left to guess on the delivery of his lines I know that my friends at the uh, Page of the Wind might be pleased that there's not so many Swifties and uh, other descriptors when people are talking. But every so often, I really just want a little more in-depth detail about how a line's delivered, how the character feels beyond just the dialogue. When he says they don't even know, he's sat down heavily in the chair, so there's a description there of how he sits... It could indicate weariness, but I don't know if that's the case either. And so when he says they don't even know, is he saying this quietly? Is he angry? Is it something else? I don't know. There is the bloody sunset on the wall, and it's the kind of descriptor we get, I think, fairly often throughout the novel. Violence is central and crucial to the backstories of a lot of gods, including uh, a few that we'll be meeting pretty quickly here. Even American history, hmm, even with the gods whose American history has changed them from their original forms, there's still a lot of violence, and there's plenty of violence just in the Norse pantheon that is going to be really exciting to discuss when we get there, but we're not there yet. So, there is... An important line on this page that tells us a lot about shadow and will be integral throughout the book to his character shadow keeps his promises he really does want to take that bath because he said he would and so he does the best he can with the materials he has at hand it's it's going to come up again and again about shadow and promises I was really surprised about the Jerry Springer reference, but Jerry Springer was a lot more popular in 2001. I, uh, I didn't really keep up with it because I never liked talk shows to begin with and his was pretty ridiculous, but apparently the final episode was aired on June 13th of this year, 2018. 4,000 episodes later, the Jerry Springer show ended. The scene described on the page is pretty familiar to what I remember from episodes of the show when I was growing up, though. There's some over-the-top premise, people acting ridiculous, lots of censored cursing and or nudity. crowd would chant Jerry, Springer would give his final word, and the end. Yeah, it did that since 1991. That's amazing. I don't know that... I kind of thought at first, well, maybe this is some kind of commentary of on Neil's part about American culture or American television, but I think it's more just this is the reality of life, especially if you stay in a three-star or less hotel, motel, etc. You get a TV with 13 channels, and if it's late at night, there's a good chance you'll end up on a syndicated rerun of Jerry Springer. The next two pages, this page and the next one, end at the end of a sentence instead of midway through a sentence, and that that makes me happy for the purposes of reading a page a day. Shadow is comforted for the moment as he stares out across the very American landscape of miles of fast food restaurant signs, much like he was when uh, he got out of the limo. Well, when he was let out of the limo, I suppose. Anyhow, I don't have any more notes, and a quick glance at the page shows me nothing that I think I've missed. But if you think there's something I've missed, you can get in touch at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com, and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for another page, and remember, only the gods are real.